0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Poe Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob D., the dead Pole hitter. I got Dom here, the bullpen guru. We're going to go over some NFBC main event fab movement from this past weekend and talk a little bit about the upcoming period of, uh, you know, we got a short week next week, the all-star break, and how we're going to attack that in general for the rest of the season. Dom, what's going on? How was your 4th of July? What did you do to celebrate
1: Independence Day? It was good. It was good. Uh, my in-laws always do a uh, party at their house, so kind of a annual tradition. At least I know where I'm going. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, got a little, uh, got a little banged up. It was a little, you know, rough, rough morning for me this morning, but uh, <laughs> you know, it was worth it. We actually uh, avoided all the shitty weather that you guys had down there. We had like a uh, little bit of rain, but. The rest of the it was only for about a half hour, and the rest of the day was actually warm and sunny. So we were in the pool the whole day, and um, so it was good, good stuff.
0: Nice, yeah. It was back and forth here. was It was a disaster. It was uh, periods of great weather followed by periods of downpouring. So yeah, but yeah, it is what it is. You know, Um, you don't have to celebrate on just that day. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: yep. Um, Long weekend, so.
0: Yeah, long weekend. It's been a long week in baseball. There's been a lot of action, right? I feel like everybody's yeah. getting hurt. Everybody's going on the I.L. Then you don't know really if, okay, how hurt are they? Are they just using the I.L. as a little cushion right now, right, to get the guys out?
1: Yeah, I don't know. 100%. Um, yep. so you s- gotta just try to read through the tea leaves as best you can and, uh, you know, hope for the best and – yeah, it's just, I think every everyone, I think the, uh, the overriding theme I've seen from Twitter and just talking to people and looking at the uh, activity and fab this week is just kind of like everybody's just trying to get to the all-star break and kind of recharge and reset, you know, whether you're a player or a fantasy player or, you know, a podcaster or an analyst, whatever you are, it just feels like it's like people are in that kind of mode of just like, get me to the break and let me. Let me uh, recharge the batteries a bit. So, um, so yeah, and I feel that too. So, um, you know, yeah, you just got to try to read through the tea leaves and see, you know, who you actually think is hurt and who's just getting, uh, you know, like a rowdy Teles forearm inflammation hitting you know 150 break you know i think i think (laughs) so that so
0: maybe that's why he's not swinging because you know i'm always complaining i'm always complaining about his own swing being like 50 percent when the league average is 68 right i think i talk about it all the time on on my lineup part i'm just like you gotta swing the bat man you gotta swing the bat so maybe that's what it is maybe his elbow is hurt and he can't swing
1: the bat could be that. Could be just silent protests for, uh, you know, just getting straight up platooned and the Brewers playing so oh. many lefties and him just saying, like, you're not going to play me. Fuck you. I'm not going to swing. I don't know.
0: So many players just are playing that half game, you know, and they're coming out so annoying. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm pretty much on like no twins. Ever oh, yeah.
1: hundred percent. Yeah, I mean a- Buxton's a- the
0: only guy, <laughs> you know. Like injury aside, <laughs> Buxton's the only guy that doesn't get messed with, you
1: know. Yeah, right and here I am. I so. just added. I added Willie Castro this week, but <laughs> I think he, he's the one guy that, of all the twins, I'm like he steals and he can play everywhere. So I know that they they screw around so much, but like, yeah, I, I've been any of these guys that come in to the Fab Pool on the Twins. I'm just like, I, I just don't trust that team at all. Um, no. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I, I cut Kepler because he was just bad and then he was not playing. He didn't play versus a righty, a couple of righties in a row. And then now and then now he's playing versus lefties, sitting right. versus some righties. The same thing with Gallo. I just yeah. don't understand. Like that they do they're doing it's just it's so tough because all we're trying to do is monitor this stuff and be better at it, right? And and, and anticipate when these players are gonna start and those things as like lefty righty for the most part. You know, we got a good grip on, but when right. they do the reverse thing, it's like, what are you, what are they thinking?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh God. And now Royce is hurt. Royce Lewis is hurt. And uh, yeah. he was just starting to find his stride. Um, I don't know when Nick Gordon's going to be back, but I'm hoping Polanco, I stashed a Polanco um, and um, I'm hoping that, cause he's another guy too, that even, you know, when he came back from his injuries, they weren't really platooning him much. So, um, I don't know what do you think about Jorge Blanco. You think it's a good stash or he's been
1: too, his legs are just very worrisome this year. I just worry about how many times he's gotten hurt with the same injury and like, you know, how long it's going to be. And then, I mean, what's, what's the news on when he's going to be back? Is he, uh, is he playing in rehab games yet or not yet? I
0: think the rehab games are going to start, um, shortly. I think he's doing full, full workout now, like on, uh, sprint and everything so
1: yeah okay. all right um, well I mean yeah if once he's back I mean there's there's not a lot of competition for that spot you know against him and and they need you know a bat like his in the lineup because they've just been kind of struggling I feel like so um yeah it's a I mean it's a good stash I think if you need the middle infield you don't have to worry about that platoon situation with him so um but you know my hesitation would just be you know these these knee and hamstring injuries that keep kind of cropping yeah. up and not really going away just would give me some pause but um look I, you know thankfully I haven't really had to be in the situation to consider him because he hasn't been available in any of my leagues and I don't I don't really have him um in any in any fab leagues where I can you know have to make a decision on him but uh yeah I'd have to think about it
0: the Mets win again new win again dom
1: i know it's like Kingdom i don't know it's like now. yeah it's you know like i was texting you before i'm like yo should we go after otani like now that you know <laughs> <laughs> trout's gone i'm like we should just we should just give up the farm for otani i'm like you know now they're you know six games out of the wild card or so i don't know i'm, I'm feeling a little bit of optimism suddenly but uh not for the East. I mean, the Braves got that locked up already. But um, yeah, yeah,
0: Braves, Braves unbelievable. No, Had to them the way they assembled the team, the way they just—it's—it's just, yeah. it's great. It's just a yeah. perfect, perfect compilation.
1: Um, could, you, could you? I like, but this is what I've been thinking about all day. Is like, all right, we're a couple weeks from the trade deadline. Like, my mind was thinking, all right, like, what would the package be to get Otani? And what I came to was, like, okay, it's a half-year rental, but you're getting a pitcher and a fucking elite hitter. So, like, what I thought was, okay, like, the Soto package was a a two-and-a-half-year rental of Soto, and then they also got, like, Josh Bell, right? So they gave up a major league starting pitcher in Gore, a major league starting pitcher in Abrams. Granted, they're both very young rookies. Um, James Wood, elite prospect, and then... Who's the other guy? Susana, like a young, young pitcher. Mm -hmm. So like that was the package for, for two and a half years of Soto. And then when I think about what the package was for Scherzer and Turner, which was absurd that they got a year and a half of Trey Turner and a half year of Max Scherzer for Kiebert Ruiz. And uh, who else was in that deal? Um, Josiah Gray, right? Yes. So like I think a package for a half a euro tani would be like kind of in between those two deals.
0: Mm. I I'm not, you know what it's gotten me very it's gotten me very hesitant to trade any of these kids. It's just and not to say that everyone's gonna be a Matt McLean or Ellie de la Cruz, but I I I watched a lot of Ronnie Mauricio and I'm like he has that potential to be like the impact kind of guy, like Cruz. And I don't want to trade him. Mm. I don't. Like we could just sign Otani next year and not yeah. give up anything. We could just, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, everyone and get him and not give this up, and then just, just, just try to ride it out, yeah, as is right now.
1: And and kind of develop the way a team should build a team, as opposed to, yeah. I guess my concern is like you know he gets traded, say somewhere and, and likes it and kind of serves as like a little trial run for him. And he goes, you know, say so he gets traded to, I don't know, the Dodgers. I don't think the Dodgers would trade for him right now, though, because I think they're in the same mindset where they're going to try to just sign him. But um,
0: but if the Met know. traded for him and they didn't sign him next year, when would you be uh, that'd be such a fucking disaster? It'd be. Uh, a yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's a good possibility, because I think I think there's a lot of teams that Are a gonna go for him, um, and and he's gonna have his pick of wherever he wants to go, wherever he wants to be, um, east coast, west coast, anything. Um,
1: yeah, it'd just be it's it's really like it would be the biggest trade deadline trade of of my life. Um, of my life, (laughs) I think, right? Like, I remember the years where like Randy Johnson got traded to Houston and like was fucking lights out or when beltran played that half a year in houston and was insane in the playoffs or um you know like i just think about some of those those trades when i was a kid and i'm like i don't know it's just like exciting never really often happened for the mets but uh you know like that that's like what, what where my mind goes is like seeing these like you know, guys that have been with one team for so long just playing this, like, random half a year on some random team. Like, like like I said, like, Randy Johnson on the Astros. It's, like, envisioning that is so weird. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm, like, maybe, like, you know, like, your your Orioles, I'm, like, that's another team where I'm just, like, you know, like, if they could get, like, half a year of Otani for, like, I mean, it's – I know they've built their – farm up so much but like they're competing right now and just kind of like could use a pitcher and and you know i'm sure they would love his bat as a dh and like could they give up one of their infielders and like dl hall like could they get like half a year of Otani for like westberg and dl hall Mm -hmm. they They have so
0: much yeah they have so
1: much that like it's like nothing for them you know like they could they could do you know one of their corner outfield guys like like um, I don't know like Stowers and like Westberg maybe they don't even need to give in, give up Paul or something like that. Uh, um, Stowers, yeah,
0: if, <laughs> they're gonna be like, listen, we have Stowers. It's called Joe Adele. True, yeah, from but the like other
1: side. Th- that would be fucking crazy if like yeah. Otani went to Baltimore. Um, so it's I don't know. It's like exciting to think about, but. Uh, I, I think they should re- – I mean, they're not going to catch Houston or, uh, or Texas, and they're not going to resign Otani. So it's like I, I think they really I, – I think teams are going to think hard in the, during the break about, like, what direction their team is going and what they're going to do. Um, so it'll be, it'll be really interesting, um, you know, for us what the, what the fallout is of, of any player movement from a fantasy angle. You
0: mentioned Carlos Beltran's name, and I immediately had to go look it up because I wanted to see exactly what he did when he went to Houston at the trade deadline. Do you do you want to take a guess in what he did in ninety games with Houston, three hundred and ninety nine plate appearances? That's a big second I just, half.
1: I just remember the playoffs, but uh,
0: playoffs.
1: Do you see? Do you see the playoff stats too, or is it just the regular season? I'm just, um,
0: I can look at postseason.
1: Well, all right. What what do you get? Like three twenty.
0: He only had 258, but he had 23 and 28. Wow. 23 Jeez. homers, 28 stolen bases in a 90 games, second half. And then, yeah, in, in 56 plate appearances, he had eight home runs and stole six bases and batted 435. Yeah, that was amazing. Crazy. Yeah. Amazing, amazing run. Yeah. Um, then, of course, he had 15, 16 homers in his first year as a met, and then he had 41. Um, you know, just gets known for that stupid – you know, yeah, that that on me. the shoulder, yeah.
1: Anyway, I would trade Mauricio and Parada and like a a low. Wow, I'd trade those two and a low, um, you know, lower like low A pitcher or something like that for Otani. Right, you know, I would do that right now. They need a shot in the arm. They have sure Scherz- they have healthy Scherzer and Verlander right now. You put Otani in there and they make the wild card. Like, it could be fun. They need. Some- some kind of like and they got a dh spot wide open for him like it, it's just a perfect fit right now this team is met, is made for otani just See, uh you know just open how, up the calls
0: how funny would it be you know just seeing how like otani has this goofy funny nature you know yeah and then like sure just got the serious Psycho.
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Oh God!
1: Uh, I, no, I think I just need a reason to go. But I got this ticket package, and there's I've just haven't gone to a game in forever. I just need some. I need a reason to get okay. me to go back and drop fifty bucks every game for parking and all the shit they charge. So, like, let's let joke. me get Otani.
0: It's a joke. It's fucking twelve dollars to go onto a beach. Give me a break. Yeah. yeah. Well, the world is in shambles. Um. <laughs> It's in shambles. It's like they just don't want anyone to go anywhere, right? Oh my god. They had they had the residual sm- um alert today for the uh because there was fireworks. So that they they gave a uh, poor air quality because of residual fireworks. Oh my god. Yeah. This is um this is New Jersey. All
1: right. Uh, anyway. I saw the I saw the alert. I just figured it was uh no, residual. residual. The North.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, um all right. all right. So speaking of spending money, let's speaking let's uh money. let's talk about Fab. So
0: Hey folks, it's Robbie D, the Deadpool hitter. Got some good news for you. If your fantasy teams are just done toast and you're thinking you gotta look to next year, um, you could look to Underdog. Underdog Fantasy has um a best ball called the seventh inning stretch right now until July fourteenth. You could draft a team for the second half of the MLB season. It's a best ball format, so all you gotta do is Draft your team, and that's it. There are no waivers, no trades, no in-season management. Draft 20 players, and you get the best cumulative scores in your starting lineup. Three pitches, three infielders, three outfielders, and a flex. Easy to draft, easy to monitor during the season, because you just got to watch the scores pile up. That's it. Getting started is simple. You go to underdogfantasy.com, sign up with the promo code PULLHITTER, and Underdog doubles your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. The seventh inning stretch has 150000 in total prizes, only 7 bucks to enter. So go head on over there and uh, catch me in the inning stretch, and we'll draft against each other.
1: But before we talk about our moves, so you know, um, this week was the lowest um, number of ads in a full week of all, you know, the whole the season, besides the week one stub stub period, right? So wow. there's only there's uh thirteen hundred and eighty six ads this week. Um, that's like one hundred and fifty lower than last week um the average um, money spent per ad was 10 bucks and the average spent per team was 17 bucks both both figures were the lowest um of the season so kind of tells me a couple things one obviously there wasn't a super exciting week in fab westberg was really the only um you know really i guess you know, coveted player he in that he was added in only he was added in every league. Um, but only two players were added in more than 36 leagues. So that was Colby Allard and Jordan Westberg. So other than that, um, you know, the the, the ads, the players that were added were kind of spread far and wide, I guess just depending on what you're trying to do with your team, um the next couple of weeks. So um but everyone that was doing it was doing it cheaply, right? Like you said on rotowire um you know mr big time Uh, (laughs) the goal the goal for the week was um to you know save spend cheap you know make cheap ads so um you know what i what i gathered when looking at the player ads this week was yeah westberg allard and then i mean it was a big stash week um you know so uh, i uh i uh i listed out a lot of the players that were added, but that seemed to be the popular theme was that everyone was just kind of getting a week, um, week early on the all-star break and just stashing guys, knowing that kind of like what we talked about last week, that um, you know, you can stash somebody now and you re- it's really only like a, ha- a full, you know, it's only one week of stashing because you get that partial week um, for the all-star break. So kind of like, you know, you get two weeks for the price of one um, uh, stash wise. And it seemed like, that was kind of the approach of a lot of players in the main event, um, including both of us. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It definitely makes sense because I hear a lot of people always talking about how they're going to assess their teams at the all-star break. And I'm like, well, I, I don't want to do it at the all-star break. I'm gonna do it now. <laughs> i want yeah. to do it now. I tried to do a little assessment now. And um, yeah, I mean, my team just starting to settle into good spots. Like I feel like there's the variance of so many of my players Underperforming you know for the first 50 games have kind of Shifted a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like kind of The one thing I like when You know following like some sort Of projection based system Just like having You know you're not going to get your Stats on like a religious Cycle you know It's not going to be a homer (laughs) From this guy once a week Yeah it's just things come in, in, in In different waves so and I think that's a big thing um, that I learned from Toby, uh, back from crazy. He's always talking about that in, in our Discord. And um, he kind of reminds me that, you know, it, it's that's the way it happens. It doesn't happen all at once. It doesn't happen just for stretches where you don't get anything. You know, it's just um, that's the way it is. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the important thing of looking at uh, a player's profile, just kind of see – if there is reason to believe that he'll, you know, pull together, and right. with some of these players, it's, it's just take them all to get going. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. Um, I actually have some decent money left in my league. You know, everyone kind of like moved up a little bit past me spending wise, so I was in some good spot. Um, I I didn't win Westberg. I tried to get him actually in one league. Um, Johnny Paulsman beat me out. Um, I think I was in for like 48, maybe 48. And a half.
1: so, um, yeah, and his average, his average bid up. was his average winning price was 60 bucks this week, so yeah, you're not, yeah. you know, not, not crazy off from it,
0: yeah. And, and I think he's, I think he's solid, right? I think, um, there's some, some debate about whether you know or not he's. Worth like any type of hammer type bid. Um, I mean, the kid just mashed in triple Um, right. to me, the the biggest thing was playing time. Not that I'm saying he's not going to play, but the Orioles are so stacked mm-hmm. and like they're not just going to not play guys like Adam Frazier, Ramon Urias, um, and Jorge Mateo. They're part of the team still, you know, yeah, um, and, and in lesser ways, but um, they also have those type of guys too, where if if Westbrook struggles at all, they could just pick. Okay, well, we have these guys here. You know, we're still trying to make the playoffs. <clears throat> I'm starting to sound like um, I don't know what happened here, but
1: the residual so, fireworks getting. Yeah,
0: the receive. Yeah, I didn't listen to the air quality alert, <laughs> and I went, <laughs> I went out, and now uh, forget about it. I'm gonna yeah. have to go to the ER. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I hear you with the Westbrook thing. I was, I mean, it, it wasn't really a decision for me because i just knew i didn't have the money and i was kind of um set at middle infield in on the team that i could have probably used him i i'm already stashing trevor story so it's like i kind of looked at my team and i was like even um you know it would take a while for him to get the um, third base eligibility that i could kind of use him for so um i was like "Eh, yeah i'm gonna opt out and and like the the park does scare me a bit just for his power like i know in triple a he you know i think he had like 19 home runs and um like 15 steals or something like that um but you know playing half his games at camden yards um with the left field fence just you know kind of you know worries me a little bit um and yeah like the the crowd like I don't think they're calling him up to you know sit every I don't know third day or so like and and the playing time has played out that way like he's been in pretty much every day whether it's at third at short at second so um you know I think that's encouraging and he's he's holding his own and he's doing well um but yeah I just I didn't have the money um but I, I don't think the playing time is just super concerned for me but like we've been talking about it the last couple of weeks with this team, like they're getting uh, pretty tight in terms of their 25 or 26 man roster. And I think that's part of the reason why we still haven't seen Castle is like, they just have nobody to move and they can, you know, I saw, um, I think it was Randy in the discord just saying like he has options, right? So they could just option him to triple A, which is kind of crazy to think about, but with, I don't know how they take Ryan O'Hearn or, um, or uh, Aaron Hicks out of their lineup. So it's like, I don't know, it's a good problem to have, but they, yeah, they have a very crowded roster, which is why, uh, you know, making mm-hmm. a trade for Otani doesn't sound that crazy for them. <laughs> Definitely. It'd be it. cool to see.
0: But. Yeah, so I backed up Westberg with a couple of stashes. I ended up grabbing Zach Nito. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because uh, I... I like Billy McKinney as an ad on a couple of my other teams, but this I had um I had Vailing and Grisham as my se- my seventh and 8th outfielder. Mm. So, and I was already using um an outfielder as a utility. So I'm like, all right, I have too many outfielders. So um ends up being two that he got hurt a little bit this week and yeah um because I know we were all freaking out. He he wasn't starting, we thought he got booned by not starting versus the righty for two games, but he fell the ball off his foot. But yeah. I added Nito, um, and I like his profile. I I understand, like, it seems like if you would just go on Twitter and read what people have to say about him, you would think that he's terrible. And I think that's because uh, a lot of people who paid a lot of money for him in Fab um, were kind of disappointed that it, it wasn't like Eli la Cruz or right. whatever, yeah. but... In 199 plate appearances, there's six homers and five stone bases, um, a 259 average, but 18.6% K rate, um, doesn't swing and miss much, uh, 9.3% battle rate, and doesn't chase. He's, he's aggressive in his own, like zone contact. I mean, this is a really, really good profile. And actually, you know, like a guy, him being available made me dive in a little more on him. And I'm like, this is, and this is the guy who,
1: who, who played, um, you know he's so young seven, he's hardly played yeah he's he was drafted seven. like last year so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of crazy like yeah i i was thinking that that like it was a shame that he got hurt when he did cuz it seemed like he was finally starting to get hot like absolutely i'm looking at i'm just looking at his monthly splits and like you know in in april and may he was hitting like so april he hit 250 may he hit 231 Then in June he was hitting 355. He hit three of his home runs in June in just eleven games. Um, You know, stole two of his five bases in June. So it was just like he was starting to get going. So, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, And, and like I said, he's 22. He's hardly played any any games. Like you have very little. Um, minor league track record to go off of he played seven games at double a this year and 30 games at double a last year um and he was drafted last year so it's uh pretty impressive yeah yeah totally
0: yeah i also went the um picked up a little vine nelson action um he just started throwing his change up a lot more i had him i picked him up maybe five five weeks ago dropped him and uh, I saw, you know, once the pitch mix changes, you know, you either have to act on it or you don't. Right. <laughs> you know? And you don't have time to be like, I want to see it a little more. Yeah. You see one start of it and sometimes you got to do it. But I saw like two of them and he looked like, a, you know, I think it was like three, three actually starts with his um, him throwing a change up a lot more and being a lot more effective. So. Uh scooped him up. And I did a little cheap Mike Ford stream for a buck, baby. I love it. Yeah. Guy's a monster. Um, facing at least six righties, maybe even seven this week. And uh he he's got some insane pull numbers too. His his pull fly ball percentage is one of the highest in the league. Then he just slams the ball too when he when he does. So that's my kind of hitter. And I think it's interesting, like just he's kind of I don't know. He's the, the kind of guy that we could, you know, really take advantage of for a cheap price um, in Fab. And I'm really, I'm really enjoying like trying to challenge myself to find these, these kind of guys every week, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, when you can spend a buck and just get a couple of homers, it's, it's really solid, you know, yeah. that adds yeah. up. Yeah. So 100%. And I, a stash on E. Cabrera, Edward Cabrera, the Marlins. Um, I really liked what he did. Um, if you know, if you look at his monthly splits too, he got a lot better with the ball percentage, a lot better with uh, you know, overall walks and he just kinda got like that um I don't know. To me, I think he's that kind of arm that could really uh you know, really swing the table for you in like a, in a in a in a format that has an overall, like the main yeah. event, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: if you can come back healthy and just keep you know, doing what he was doing before he got hurt, where he was just, you know, really throwing, starting to throw strikes finally. Cause like, honestly, that's the thing about him is like, he is unhittable. Like he, he's very hard to hit, but he just, the walks are what kill him. Like there, there were so many times last year where like, he would go like four innings, two hits, seven strikeouts. But like, five walks and it's like he can't work deep into games and um yeah so like if um if he can keep doing what he was doing before he got hurt i i love that um i love that ad because yeah he's just got elite elite stuff elite swing and miss stuff and and the team around him is now good right the the marlins Mm -hmm. are pretty good so yeah absolutely he's got um the changeup is filthy.
0: at the 44% percent o on it. Like, yeah, I actually just really, again, just a guy I didn't have all season, but I was kind of paying attention to because uh, I think, you know, when you have players like that, that you just know that with any type of change, they could be league winning. Um, I was always trying to keep an eye on him, but um strike rate on three pitches, really stellar. But, you know, um, I, yeah, so I – I went with that, and I got one stash – well, not not, not one stash, one one ad of Trevor May. Um, This is my main event two team that crept into the top 30 overall, despite having 49 or 50 points in uh, save points only. Uh, (laughs) And I know it's not going to stick around there without me trying to bring that up a little bit. And I've been staring at Trevor May in the free agent pool for a couple of weeks on this team because again, like I said, I I I picked up guys like Josh Spores um and Brendan White before I picked him up last week. But then eventually I was just like, you know what? I just have to try to roll him out there. And instead of speculating on saves, um, I just hope he doesn't disaster me, you know. And last night I I did the golden, you know, the uh the the rule of 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 not watching your closer. I completely violated it. Um, Watched the uh, ending with Trevor May and he made me sweat You know he threw a couple pictures That weren't even close And he shows facial Expressions that like uh, make him look like he's confused at why yeah. he threw it out of like, so far out of the zone. And I was like, why did I do this? You know, Jeff Erickson actually on the road to iPod told me, good luck, like in this tone <laughs> that just said, yeah, buddy, it's not going to work out for you. Yeah. you know? And I just like, shit. <laughs> and yeah, watching it last night. Uh, but you know what? Got me the save. It's a huge, it's a huge bump, believe oh. it or not, down there yeah. where you have six saves on your team. Um, one one does a lot for yourself. So yeah, I got to figure out what I'm gonna do, you know, because like I have Ryan Helsley on this team, and I just he I listened to the uh, foul territory pod today that Todd Frazier does with AJ Brzezinski They do a couple of pods a day. It's pretty interesting. Some of them are really terrible, but some of them are <laughs> some interest. Some of them some interesting stuff on, like they, you know, today. Um they were talking to Helsley and they asked him uh, how he's doing. And he said, he's uh, just started his throne program. So basically going to be um, the general rule of thumb is you shut down for three weeks, then you build up for three weeks. Um, and then he says, oh, oh, a week to 10 days in bullpens and a week to 10 days in games. So mm. that's five for six weeks mm. before. And, and that's in his words. So, um, yeah,
1: that's so. that's uh like almost almost end of August, right? It sounds like s- five to six, six, five to six weeks. If,
0: <sighs> so it sounds like I, I'm you know <laughs> I was like I'm holding I, on to him because
1: because yeah I mean think uh, think about what he was, but I, I might mean, have if, to drop him five to six weeks from now with how that team is performing too. They like they, they stink. what yeah what why. I, Five to six weeks from now, why would the Cardinals even kind of rush him back, you know? Like, I don't think they're going to be in it by then. So, it's like, I don't know. Um, but also, I,
0: also, too, on the flip side, I do think they're going to trade Hicks. So, it's like, it should go back to Helsley if he mm-hmm. comes back, right? That's right. Like, so, that's the other thing. is like, well, they Hicks in the way. He's pitching good. But he's, there's no way they're holding on to him, especially – with that team slip and sliding, it is
1: a pleasure to see them do nothing yeah, yeah. right now. Um, yeah. Well, we're breaking, I'm breaking the Cardinal rule right now because I'm watching Daniel Hudson in a save, save op. And I'm like, that's why you see me squirming because oh, he's, 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 he's in, he's first, he gave up a lead off double to Connor Joe and then he uh, walked the second guy, but now he's up about 2 on Brian Reynolds. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, you got to, you got to, forage for what you can in terms of the saves so forage you know, yeah <laughs> nice word that's what it feels like right it's like you know a
0: little forage
1: there's a uh Trevor May under this rock and uh you know like but uh yeah so
0: I got a lot of uh I have a lot of Hudson and Gladiators so that's true. Um, yeah
1: you I, you hope, I hope a lot of those uh Dodgers guys I remember you grabbed Phillips you grabbed Hudson late so yeah it was David Robertson
0: Oh, we got a ton of David Robinson. Uh, um, I did. I didn't even know that they had, um, like multiple overall prizes for, for, for the Gladiator. I just thought mm-hmm. it was the top prize. No, no yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I just peeked at that. I was like, oh shit, look at that.
1: Uh, all
0: right. So, what did you do this week? I saw. I, I have to ask you about the Taylor Walls thing. What's going on here? What are you oh, seeing? So, this, like
1: you for saves. I, I. Well, so there's a couple Me. things. So team, team context wise was um. I have Yandy and I have, uh, Isaac Paredes on that team and I need steals okay. pretty bad. So I kind of like get, I, I think I kind of have a feel for, um, their usage in terms of like, you know, if, if walls has played like three days in a row, I know he's going to get off. So I felt like I could kind of mix and match them at, at the, you know, cause between Paredes is, and, um, Walls' is uh, for, for positional versatility, I feel like I can move them around a decent amount. And Yandy, I can move between first and third. Oh,
0: Connor. So just... Brian Reynolds.
1: No. no. Is that foul? Foul, I think. I hope, yeah, it looks foul. No. All right, there we go. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: wow. Wow, these, oh. these corner, hook. These corner... Oh
1: down the corners in Dodger stadium are killing me three 30. It's like, um, oh, I need that yeah. from Reynolds. Though, no, too. No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need that. Get that tomorrow. Um, yeah. So I just, you know, I, I need the steals. Um, and you know, Paredes was actually, you know, he got banged up on Sunday also. So I didn't know like if he missed time and I could just kind of plug walls in for a while, but, um, now with i'm kind of regretting it because with um brandon Lau back um i feel like they're just they're they're gonna the mixing and matching is gonna get even you know more um severe on that infield so it's kind of like i got somebody thinking he's gonna play like three out of every four games and in reality i could see him getting bumped like maybe two out of every five or something like that so um I don't know. It might not be the best move, but just given the fact that they're all rate, I have so many of those Ray's guys, and they all kind of play the same spot. I felt like I can mix and match, and then if one of them is out, at least I could plug walls in. So, um, but just really, really desperate for saves, or sorry, really desperate for steals there. So that was kind of the logic behind it.
0: Okay. All then right.
1: I st- stash Chris Sale. Nice. Um, that was my goal this week in both my mains only succeeded in one but um grabbed sale and then grabbed mats um i don't know i thought he was gonna get you know i was encouraged by what i was seeing out of the pen but that's kind of like what he was doing last year out of the pen too um and then he he stunk to begin the year as a pitcher uh, as a starter um and then today he was supposed to start and then they didn't start him and then they threw him for a couple innings in relief and um i don't know I, I just hope that they plug him in and, and let him pitch and just give him some consistent starts. But um, I don't know. It's, it's tough to really trust that team to do anything um, mm-hmm. that we need for fantasy. So, no, yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. But,
0: uh, no, I like that. There was a team where I didn't drop Matt, so I still have him. And I'm just waiting for him to get that opportunity to start again. And it's coming with Wainwright on the IL. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, You know they'll build him back
1: up, and uh... I just felt like that—that's what they've already. That's what they've been doing. Like you know, I think he threw like uh, last relief outing was three and a third, so it's like he should be able to go four to five. Um, So why not just start him instead of throwing Libertor on short rest today? Like I don't know, just they don't. What they're doing doesn't really add up and make a lot of sense. But uh, yep, never does. Yeah. Um, my other online main, um, kind of screwed up. Um, I was telling you on Sunday, I kind of screwed up where I already have a pretty full outfield and I ended up adding three more guys just cause I got them at, at relatively cheap prices. At least I thought so. So I got mats again. Um, then I got you Willie Castro, who at least has a little more flexibility positionally. And then Corey jokes for two bucks. Um, I like the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been good. Um looking for batting average in that league. Cause I have guys kind of like Ruiz, um, Schwarber guys that are kind of dragging the average down. So I actually took Ruiz out, um, just cause I had a stolen base cushion in that league and, uh, put jokes in. He's been hitting pretty well. Um, dubon's been helping my average so i've actually kind of brought up uh, a decent amount this week so that's been nice um but yeah mike ford was the next guy on my list i i really wanted ford for a buck i just didn't think i was gonna get all these outfielders for so cheap i probably should have only done like one bid list with all those outfielders and just gotten one and then i would have had ford for a buck he was the first guy on my one dollar tier but that's what you get when you uh do some last-minute Sunday night fabbing. Um, you don't really think <laughs> through everything. You just end up copying bid lists down, and you're not thinking, like, well, what if I get all of these outfielders? So lesson learned for me this week. Yep. But, um. yeah.
0: Yep. Cool. I like it. I like the ad. Yeah, jokes Jokes has been really good. It's just like, you know, it's just they get into those stretches where they get into some funny – Funny playing time with him and McCormick. And, but he's finally, um, uh, I think he's been in there was six straight starts now or five straight. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Um, and, and good. you got to think with like everything going on between, you know, Pena and Altuve having those injuries, it kind of moved, um, it moved Dubon into like the infield exclusively. And now he, so he, that's one less guy to be mixing in, um, in the outfield there. So, um, I don't know. They probably have a trade coming because when Jordan comes back, you got to think like that outfield crunch is going to get even worse. But for two Mm -hmm. bucks, I'll I'll play it out until until Jordan's back. So, like, um,
0: yeah. So I I kind
1: of, yeah, I listed out all the the players that we add that were added, but um, you know, I just for for the main event, um, you know, so we kind of touched on Westberg, um, uh. Colby Allard was added in fifty-one leagues. Then everyone else mm-hmm. was added in thirty-five or less. So, but the overriding theme in the ads this week was like very, very much stash. So Sale was added in nineteen leagues. Dre' Jameson was added in fifteen leagues. Nicola Dolo was added in thirteen leagues. Carlos Hernandez was added in thirteen leagues, and Jose Arcidi was added in eleven leagues. So, mm-hmm. um, to me, you know, just like a lot of people adding. Oh, and Kyle Wright was at it in 22 leagues. I, m- I missed that. So it's just like, you know, injured. and Oscar Colas was at it in 25 leagues. We didn't know when we ran Fab that he was going to be up the next day. So it was just um, very much people um, kind of, I felt like stashing injured guys or um, guys that they felt might be up shortly. Um, and... Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, like I said, sale was my target, um, who I wanted to stash. I just think it's a good time to do it and buy yourself a little extra time with the All Star break. So, um,
0: yep, yeah, like it. Yep, I definitely stash season for sure. Um, and like I said, when you know when you're really taking a look at your team, um, I was trying to just figure out, okay, how am I going to use this? In my next couple of fabs, like you got that short week. Am I going to play for the short week? Am I going to try to? map that out or am I just gonna you know um, go with my best players I think you can get too cute sometimes and try to plan for that uh, like the yeah. uh, Padres and Phillies have a double header the Saturday after the break so they have four games oh shit I versus,
1: didn't
0: realize that yeah versus everybody else is three so okay. um yeah that's why like in um, in the Fab article that I wrote I was just like saying, you know, I don't know, like you want to take a shot like at a Matt Strom or uh, Steven Wilson, you know, mm-hmm. Nick Martinez, um, that might get a couple of shots in the bullpen that weekend, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Martinez, I, I just, he's been throwing this change up and He's been a lot less effective and that pitches money for him. So um, been getting hit around a little bit in the last month. So it wouldn't really look his way, but like a guy like Matt Strom, I, he's been yeah. pitching more often now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so like that four game, you know, am I going to play for that? Or so I really just wanted to set myself up with some stashes that I could uh, possibly with the benefits from and um, and hold on to guys too. Also, like that, I, I feel like um, if I don't need to use them right now, they just a couple of tweaks away or any type of improvement would be good. Like Jameson Tyon, you know, like I cut them on one team, but. Um, I didn't like do a full thing, you know. So like, I'm gonna yeah. keep one share of him just just to see, you know, just mm-hmm. to see if we can if he could turn that around. And um, yeah, it's just try not to spend too much money this week because I feel like there's still a couple of impact players that are gonna be out there, and like Tarek Schubel, mm. who pitched his first outing um, this yesterday, and then Trevor Story as well, you know, as the bat. And then you got your Kristonak. Ar- and can on strand, maybe I don't know where he's gonna fit on that team. It's yeah. one 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 thing I've been really scratching my head trying to figure out. And um, and then this weekend, you know, we'll get we get Col- Colton Cowser, who was just called up for the Orioles, uh, mm-hmm. trying to f- trying to fit another outfielder into their plan. So um, still a lot of weeks left. So We getting to the practice of just you know putting in as cheap as I can, unless I really want to play her and, um, that's it. you
1: know? Yeah. 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 I, um, I was gonna, th- That's something I was talking to, um, Curlin about earlier today. And I thought it'd be a good question strategy wise. Cause like, a- and you kind of touched on it, but I was, I, I'd put in, in our notes, like, how are you approaching the three game week after the all-star break this upcoming week in fab? Like, are you grabbing an extra like reliever or two to just try to? I'm um, not. No, yeah, I'm That's, not. I'm not.
0: Yeah. I just think it's. Uh, I think like I'm gonna have enough starts as is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, you you can you can have a reliever give up four runs in an inning, and it's just gonna be a disaster for you rather than helpful. So right, and, um, and like and I was- yeah, I also think it's like, you know, at what expense are you gonna pick up this? Like I said, a match drum? Like what else? Like what? What is that? What is coming off your roster mm-hmm. to like gain these two magical innings that you might get? I think it's an option for sure. I just think it's a route that I preferably, you know, what, like like to stay away from. Um, because too, like you know we're going to make these moves now and we're also going to try to anticipate what the rotations are going to be. Right. Yeah. Some teams might not, you know, some teams might shuffle it around a little bit. So, um, yeah, we're trying to like forecast something that might, (laughs) you know, not be the real thing. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what my logic was, was like, I, I said to him, like, um, my thought process was, All right. So if you have, say, like eight starters on your roster, right, there's three games. Each team has, you know, five five man rotation, give or take. Right. So like right off the bat, you have like a 60 percent chance of your starters pitching in that three game week. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have four or five starters of your eight starting just doing simple math. Um, and then I carry like three or four relievers on my team to begin with. So like worst case scenario, I have one pitcher in my nine starting spots that doesn't pitch. And I make up those innings the next week when he's a two star s- starter. Um, right. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, and you don't know what the rotation is going to be, like you said. So you don't know of your, you might have, seven starters pitching in that three game week. And then you just added reliever that you can't even put in anyway. So it's like, yep. why burn the move for something that is unknown? Um, so I, I, just, I don't think that it's uh, worth a worthwhile exercise um, to be chasing that because you're kind of just chasing a, the great unknown and you just make up that volume. Like instead of looking at it as a three game week, just look at it as a 10 game week. And that, all starters are gonna pitch twice in that week and a half period. So like don't um I don't kind of like galaxy brain it and try to like grab a bunch yeah. of relievers for you know just look yep. at it as a 10 game 10 game week period and just that you know if anything look at that two get ga- that 10 game period and see if there's any starters that are available that have like great matchups that full 10 game and and then they're suddenly like a great two start starter over that 10 game period. But yeah that's like the only thing I would do for that period. I think it's just um doing too much. Um trying yeah. to find trying a- to be so, like, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah trying to be a boy. Yeah I think that's a great move. Um uh, you know I I'd prefer even just like stashing a possible next in line closer versus a guy who might you know, throw me a couple of innings or something like that. Um, And and I think it's still – that's going to be the the biggest fallout, like when it is, like is anyone going to lose their closer job by going to another team where they're not going to be the closer? Um, Other things will emerge, um, even though it seems like everybody's – every team is looking for (laughs) pitching. It's going to be – uh, interesting deadline. Um, um, I'm interested in to see like if anyone does go to like Baltimore, right? Uh, besides Grayson, Grayson Rodriguez has been killing it in AAA. Mm-hmm. Um, waiting for them to call him up already to stop wasting balls in AAA. But, um, if someone does go to Baltimore, like a Giolito or like a Dylan Cease, um, I think that would be so huge for anyone who has. Like a Giolito who's going to go to this total opposite of a, you know, um, yeah, run factor park. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it could just be so massive for anyone who has Giolito. Um, I, I think that, um, I think there's several teams that are in the running for the playoffs that I think might add to their bullpen that might, or even, even to their, um, even to the offensive side of the ball like this i'm afraid like a lot of teams are going to shore up their depth and just some players might lose more pt from for two platoons um than we see right now so yeah um um I'm, I'm, yeah Yeah. that's what it,
1: I, I remember like when uh a couple of years ago when like the the Braves added all those outfielders when they added Solaire and Duval right. and uh, Rosario. And it was like, fuck man, like Eddie Rosario is getting every day at bats for uh, Cleveland. And then he just got traded and he was just, like a strict platoon. And it's like, yeah, that's like the, I, that was kind of the logic of putting all those outfielders um, on my one team that I, that I added. And I felt like I over added outfielders. Cause like, I have Tommy Pham, Um, and I was like, I could see him kind of losing this playing time if he gets traded. So that was like a little bit in my mindset was like, I just want to grab an extra outfielder where I can because I'm just worried about like what his playing time situation would be. And like, um, so and like Ben Attendee too, where they were talking about Colas coming up. And I'm like, I mean, they just gave him this contract, so like they can't, they're not going to like not play him, but like, I don't know, Any anytime you just start losing at-bats because you're adding more players to the mix, it's just, like, a little disconcerting. So I'm, like, trying to, where I can, kind of just grab a couple extra bats to cover myself. You know? And then, like, even, like, with Renfro, I mean, now it's, I guess, less of a concern where I was getting a little nervous with, like, having Renfro on my team so I'm, like, he is really, like, sitting a lot. Like, every third day he's been sitting, and I'm just, like... I don't know if I can keep, uh, you know, I have to, I can't just keep plugging him in my lineup. Like I need to be smart and like, look at like when he's sat and when I think he's going to be playing when he's not. But now with the Trouts thing, like, um, I would think that they need his bat in the lineup every day. Um, but I guess he's a guy that they could think the angels could trade if they sell. Um, cause I, I don't think he has a contract beyond this year. So he could go somewhere and become a short side platoon bat. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of, um, I guess you know, things you got to think about.
0: Yeah, um, aside from the three game week and like um, four for some, the Friday to Sunday after the All Star break, some other scheduling notes um, that I'll bring up is Colorado had the five games this week, mm-hmm. um, that and then they have three at home versus New York Yankees after the break, and then they have another five game week, which is yeah. There's only two at home versus uh, Houston on that Monday to Thursday, so they don't have a great schedule. Thirteen games in three weeks and nineteen games in four weeks. Um, so uh, not 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 the best there. And then you got like teams like St. Louis has twenty four games in that stretch.
1: Um, so so they have twenty four games in the same period that Colorado yeah. has nineteen. Hundred percent. That's crazy. Yeah. That that difference in values between players on those teams in that period is like insane.
0: Yeah. Right. uh, Absolutely. They had a seven game week this week, St. Louis, um, all, all on the road. Um, then they're at home versus Washington and then then the two, seven game weeks to follow that. And, um, yeah, that's big. That's big. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee also had, they only have 22 games, but they got a really good schedule. Um, they have, obviously, every single game this week was at home, which is a good good hitter's park. And then they have three at Cincinnati after the break, three at Philly, then home at Atlanta, home versus Atlanta, and then home versus Cincinnati, and then at Atlanta. So a lot of good hitter park there. Um, so some interesting scheduling. Uh, a lot of teams are playing 23 games. Um, good mix of teams playing 22, 28 and 20 but no team is as low as the as the Rockies and I think that's like important for guys like Brenton Doyle like if you're trying to think about whether or not what you know like what to do with him he's lost some time in his last couple games not starting versus a righty because Chris Bryant's back yeah and he's definitely the best center fielder Mm -hmm. by far so I don't know and you know I thought about that article someone brought it up about that um you know when they said earlier in the season how they were going to rest their guys at home more, like their stars at home more. Yeah. And so it's like, so they're just going to, it just let the rookie play.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let them <laughs> well, ru- run fine. around. Him. <laughs> well, but, and they're um, another, they're another team that if they, they're smart about things, they should uh, think about making a deal. Cause I think Gritchick's contract. Um, I don't think he has a contract after this year. Um, doesn't, so, so they could, uh, you know, they they haven't shown um, with past expiring contracts uh, the willingness or um, whatever to actually, you know, maximize the value and trade them. But uh, he, yeah, he signed. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So he's a free agent after this year. He's, yeah. So, yeah, like mm-hmm. they should trade. grit They should trade a guy like Gritchuk. Um yeah, and that would that would be good for Doyle, but that might that might not be until the end of July thing.
0: Yep. Um, so yeah, let's hit on um, some some possible guys you might see this this weekend. Um, Colton Cowser got called up by the Orioles. He had ten home runs in AAA and two hundred and fifty-five plate appearances, a twenty-three and a half K to eighteen percent walk. That's pretty good. Um, 8.2% power rate, which is um, interesting for the amount of know, homers he's had. But <clears throat> uh, 46% ground ball rate, rated very highly everywhere. Um, I got him in and uh, a bunch of DCs because I just love the profile. And um, you know, he's he's definitely splattered across a lot of the uh, the prospect you know, link ranks and the um, dynasty ranks. So I don't know. I just think that the only thing that's going to hold him back is PT. You know, he, he had a big strikeout rate last year in AAA, but he brought that down. He's walking more. Um, see how the Orioles worked this out. I think that's going to definitely keep the price a little down, you know, yeah. because you still have, I mean – you never want to say Aaron Hicks is the guy like you, know, you shouldn't play a top prospect over, but he's there and he's being effective. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's also switch hitter, So he could work that out as this is, is maybe Santander becomes more of, uh, you know, playing first. first so, yeah. so that, so that kind of opens up, you know, outfield for him. It's pretty wild. So,
1: um, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's, a like very kind of twins vibes, almost like at least how I kind of, I'm trying to read it. Cause like they just have a bench, uh, you know, they have a lot, like they have a very strong bench and it's like, I can't imagine they're just gonna straight up, keep these guys on the bench and start, you know, eight regulars every day. Um, so mm-hmm. it's – but I think it's the same thing like Westberg, where you're not going to call him up to not play. Um, but then I think about what they're doing with Grayson Rodriguez and he's in AAA and he's throwing so many innings at AAA and it's like – I don't know. Like did Hayes – Hayes has been out of the lineup the last couple of yeah. days. Um, so it's like – maybe there's an Isle stint coming for him, and um, maybe that's kind of why. Could and be. That, that could be a little short-term, because, like, I mean, when he's back, um, yeah, it's just like the Mullins. I mean, Mullins at the end of last year platooned, right? So it doesn't help Cowser because they're both left-handed, but um, I don't know. It's... yeah. Uh, it's I can't I can't really get a read on it and it's like you want to let it play out but you don't have the luxury of letting it play out when you need to make a fab decision on Sunday on the guy so um yeah I'm probably just gonna avoid it um personally me personally um Mm -hmm. but I I think you know the fact that he's left-handed is is helpful for if if he is a You know, big side platoon, that's good for him. At least he'll get the majority of the at-bats. He's left-handed, so the left field fence in Camden doesn't hurt him as much as it would like a guy like Westberg. Um, You know, Santander Mm -hmm. not playing right anymore is good for him. Um, So, yeah, it's just stuff going on yeah it's it's tough to it's like they're like a hybrid of like the rays and like the twins where they have um a lot of talent throughout their entire roster um but it's also like they they have a lot of just like right-handed guys and left-handed guys so they could they could just get put in platoon situations yep
0: absolutely they definitely can. And, um, uh, see, Kowser has a little bit of an in-, in zone contact in the minors, was only 79.5. That's not spectacular. Um, but, uh, it's like he did pretty good off the fastball. And, um, struggled a little bit with breaking balls with swing and strike. So, um, Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I think I think the bids are going to be very tempered, though. That's just my opinion. I I mean, it in comparison to like what we've seen the last two weeks with Luis Matos and and Westberg, who both have like you know similar bidding. Um, mm-hmm. I think it might be a little lower than even those guys, just because of the possible platoon situation there. But um, other than that, I mean, I can't really. Like uh, Oscar Colas was picked up in a bunch of leagues this week. So I'm sure he, that's that's gonna continue with him getting called up. He was scooped up in twenty five main event leagues. Um, I had him as a possible, you know, stash until um, you know, he comes up on my pod. And um yeah, it's like he. I and I guess we'll have to see what's gonna happen with uh, you know, the whole Mike Trout Angel fallout if his yeah. I know everyone's clamoring for Joe Odell to just, you know, take this job and run with it. But, um, I have a feeling he's just going to get like very limited time. I think Moniac Renfro and Ward should be the biggest uh, biggest beneficiaries of it. Just maybe they platoon a lot less than that they've been having to, you know, and they just roll Moniac there most of the time. Um, but maybe that's the split. It'll probably be between Moniak and Adele, maybe. Or, um, interesting. Because, like, I don't know if Taylor Ward can, like, the Taylor Ward play center. Is, I know Joe Adele isn't. So yeah. I guess, like, who's going to be the backup center fielder when Moniak does maybe sit versus a lefty? Because, you know, he's playing, he's played the last two games in center field. Moniak, do they have capabilities of putting ward there you know um, yeah
1: i mean i think i think he's played there i feel like i've seen him play in there um a little bit this year um let I me mean, check and mm-hmm. see how many games he's played out there but yeah i mean i i would think like yeah it's for for moniac it's like the great i think he's going to get like you know basically full time at bats and center um renfro was playing first a bit and with like The Rendon injury now, too, or potential re injury. Um, You know, maybe, um, you know, maybe him and Moustakis platoon at first a little bit. And, uh, you know, they have Escobar and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, wow. So Taylor Ward actually hasn't played a game in center this year. He's only played left. Um,
0: So maybe Moniac is like good to go.
1: locked in. Yeah. 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 I would think that that's. uh, that's actually probably like great news for him cuz yeah even their bench they only have Adele. I, I don't think he's good enough defensively to play center um no. and they have Not nobody else right now on their on their roster um they traded for all those infielders and reactivated fletcher and, and stuff like that and um you know netto's coming back um so they're kind of caught caught a little short in the outfield it feels like Oh, they got a, okay.
0: they got a, they got another stud in in the minors, uh, Trey Cabbage. I don't know if you already know anything about Trey Cabbage, but he's got twenty three homers in um
1: three hundred and thirty four plate appearances,
0: thirty percent K rate. But don't worry about that.
1: Yeah, I mean PCL, it's like that. I mean that's that's where like the Adele thing. Like I gotta see Adele do it in the majors. Like you know you see him hit five hundred foot home runs in AAA, but I like jokingly say like quad. Joe Quad a Adele, because um, like, yeah, it's like I, don't I would know. like
0: just... yeah, I would like to see him you know get a chance to put it together and just and and do it you know because it, yeah. it would be a nice skill set but he's just a guy too that everyone is just going to always take the chance on no matter what and Fab is a very popular ad uh, he still got that shiny head when he was you know very shiny pick. It's, it's, that's still on him, you know. Yeah. Um, so.
1: Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, Colos. I mean, yeah. Obviously, Scooball is going to be the big uh, pitcher this week. Um. And then, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, yes. Yeah, um. Yes. No yes. Really story big till they're back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Very good. Very good. All right. Do you want to talk about anything else before we get out of here?
1: No, nah, I don't I don't think so. I think we covered kind of yeah. we were talking about or you know, trade deadline impacting stuff to the extent that we know about it now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of kind of a light week. Um, next week I'm sure will be, you know, gladiators. Sign up for gladiators in the all-star break. I know. Yes. You're doing a bunch. I'm gonna spend the weekend kind of updating my uh my rankings and stuff like that so i will probably do one do one during the all-star break or do one during the all-star game and maybe one during the derby also uh, feels like you know sit on my couch with my laptop watching those and drafting um i'm sure we'll have uh I'm sure we'll have some live stream video chat calls uh while we're doing them with uh Jason mm-hmm. Dupont and and guys so yeah anybody Absolutely. that is uh interested in doing the second half gladiator sign up uh i know you'll be on i'll do one i'll do a couple yeah for yeah sure. that'll be good It'll be fun good shit
0: all right dom good stuff this week uh we want to catch dom on twitter at bullpanguru also catch his work with the rest of the reliever recon guys over at patreon reliever recon and uh hop on there in the poll here to patreon um and the discord sign up for a free trial week for for uh one one week Um for the entry tier for the five dollar tier, you come check that out and uh see if you like it. And um hope everyone has a fantastic week and we'll catch you next weekend. Maybe, right? Nah, maybe maybe come back two weekends, we don't know yet. Yeah, for well, two weeks
1: I'm on I'm on vacation. So vacation. All right. So I'm gonna get get Wally Pipped again. Wally pipped again like the last Mm -hmm. uh last vacation. You got you got the all stars, uh Phil and Steve. So you know, t- I, t- it, might be my t- last, it might be my last show.
0: It's time to get Vinancio on the horn. This kid's, oh, yeah. this, this kid's a joke.
1: Hoboken Harry.
0: He's Fucking Hoboken Harry. He's done. done.
1: MIA, yeah. Done. done. Yeah, get him on. Get him on.
0: I'm going to get him on. I'm going to drag him on so we can talk about. I haven't heard a hit the shit out of the ball in a long time. So
1: yeah, and he, you know he's uh, he's making waves on Twitter with his tweets. So let's see what he can do on the podcast. Woo! Get getting oh. people all riled up about his. Uh, you know, ah. if if you're if an analyst oh. says uh, trade Ellie De La Cruz, unfollow and block him. <laughs> I love it. That is yeah. great.
0: Good for him. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Cool man. All right. All good right. talking to you. And thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Pole Hitter Podcast.